skincare enthusiasts of the world, welcome to The Natural Dialogue, a podcast that delves into beauty and skincare from both scientific and personal angles. You'll hear about acids, creams, face masks, home remedies, and personal acne journeys from two self-proclaimed dermatures, that's dermatology amateurs, looking to improve your face and ours. Every podcast will have a similar structure. We'll talk about our recent skincare faves, the biggest skincare rumors, and examine the science behind those rumors. We want our listeners to come in with questions and leave with answers. At the end of each podcast, we will share an at-home skincare regimen with common pantry ingredients that have either worked for us or have scientific basis. So join us on our quest to learn about the science of skincare. Hey Dermatures, I'm your host Charmaine and I'm your other host Grace and today we're going to talk about light therapy. Woo-hoo. Wow, very very futuristic. Yeah, I mean light therapy is really interesting. It's been around for quite some time. It was started by NASA oh, to like truly futuristic. Yeah, they, they, they were the ones who first started using it to like grow plants in outer space sort of situation. Oh cute, now we use uh, it to fix acne scars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we're basically going to talk about that today and the majority of our discussion is going to be about specifically red light and infrared light. Mm. Um, because there's other forms of light therapy, specifically blue light, mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother monster, and I would like to tackle that probably next episode. Sounds good. Yeah. So before we get started with all of that, Grace, how are you doing? Good. Uh, we were talking before we started recording that we were both afraid of the Delta variant, and uh, that is pretty much my state of mind at this point. I'm afraid of the Delta variant. We are vaccinated, so that's good, but... Uh, yeah, that's been my week. Otherwise, totally, totally chill. I've been hiking a lot more. Um, four miles a day. Four miles a day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to eat a little healthier. I don't know. I'm just trying to eat healthier. Um, and, oh, I got really sunburned last week? Two weeks ago? It was last week. Uh, and something I noticed yesterday was I was like, why do I have so much dandruff? So I think the top, the line of my scalp that's been exposed to sun was sunburned so it's peeling oh no um, so i had to like i washed my hair in the sink last yesterday because i i didn't have to take a shower but like i was just like this is gross and i gave a really good scrub and i think it helped a little bit i still noticed some last night but i guess basically the lesson is either wear a hat or put sunscreen on that little line on your head because it will make you look like you have terrible dandruff even though you don't it's just your skin peeling i guess that is dandruff i don't know but anyway yeah i mean in our sunscreen episode, we did go down a few options for that. So yeah, what's the brand Sorry with the little monkey? <laughs> what's the brand with the monkey? I forgot. Banana boat. Oh, I don't remember. No, no, no. I no. know what you're talking about. I don't remember. Listen to that episode. Okay. This is a plug for that. Yeah, but they they have like a scalp sunscreen where you can spray it on your scalp uh-huh. for future. Well, yeah. So I guess in terms of, of well, I guess we'll talk about this later. But I do my beauty craze is for aloe vera this week. <laughs> aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though. I know we, sh- we should not be glorifying not wearing sunscreen, but Grace has the prettiest tan right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, um, my forehead was peeling every time I touched it. Skin fell off. This is so gross. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm glad that it settled into it. I also sun, uh, um, sunburned my stomach. Um, and so that's weird to have your stomach be peeling a little bit because it's like a soft part of your body. I don't know. Very weird. 
But uh, I think I'm at the tail end of it, although the scalp was pretty pretty gross. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my skincare update for this week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, this week has been long. Again, more MCAT, lots of MCAT. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even go on a hike with you on Friday because of that stupid MCAT study. I know. Well, it's good because I, uh, I ended up giving up. Oh, I've been watching the Olympics. That's something I've been doing. Oh, have you been? Really? Who have you been watching? I've just been watching the highlights on YouTube. Uh, I found that my tendency is to watch usually the Americans because I don't like when we lose. And this is the only time I'm ever patriotic. I think like, a lot of people can say that. That's it. Well. Like, I literally do not give a shit about America unless it is. I don't watch sports. I also don't care about sports. Uh, I do want the women's uh, US, the women's soccer team to win all the time because they're underpaid and deserve it to win. And don't they usually? Pr- they are amazing. I yeah. think they'll probably get gold. Knock on wood. Um, I've been watching a lot of the women's sports. A lot of usually when it's so I really like swimming. Oh, also I've been watching the men's swimming as well. Caleb Dressel is amazing. There was one race where he was behind everyone the entire time. Like no one was. Like the commentators were talking about three other people. The last lap, he just speeds through everyone and like gets gold. And the comment, the commentators were like, "Oh my god!" Like he just got gold. He just got first place, and we weren't even paying attention to him. And so he's amazing. That was great. But he's an American. Yeah, he's an American. Katie Ledecky, yeah. who is probably oh, she's still alive and well. I thought she's that only was... twenty-two. Oh my god, I'm so. St- I guess I remember her from the last. Olympics. Yeah, she was like, I guess eighteen at the last Olympics. She is a goat to use the Twitter term amazing i think she won the women's i think it was 1500 meter it's really long it's a 15 minute race it's equivalent to like a mile or or maybe longer than a mile it's a really long race and she got first place she did another race where like it wasn't she didn't even have competition she was like so far ahead of everyone else so i really like swimming watching some of the gymnastics that's always fun i liked watching rugby it's wait there's a rugby section for the olympics yeah and it was um the the new zealand one they played um Shoot, I can't remember who they played. I think France. And that first of all, that game was very exciting to watch. Rugby is a very fun game to watch. <laughs> uh, New Zealand handedly destroyed them. And then they did a haka, which is like the oh yeah, the haka, dance, which was very cool. So go, go women's rugby. We love that. Okay, on the haka note, I love the haka. I just think it's the coolest you thing. You should watch the, watch the highlights of the game. I didn't watch the whole game. I just watched the game highlights, which is what I prefer, NBC Sports uh, YouTube nice yeah i i'm usually a huge fan of the olympics but this year has been way too different i mean covid aside covid and like stress and all of that i have not watched the olympics you should just do a, do the highlight reels yeah. it's so fun i should watch, suggest watching sinisa lee's gold all around uh highlights that was pretty cool to see her win um especially since she was an alternate not all the time but she was an alternate for simone biles in that competition and she got gold and then oh yeah that i that i heard of yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but yes, that's what. I, how how have you been? I, the Olympics have been fun. Those have been the yeah. things that I enjoy watching. Well, yeah, definitely mental health is on the line. Simone Biles. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been doing fine. Like I said, lots of MCAT. Um, and I do love YouTube. I think I have an obsession with YouTube. But I like watching like ASMR. Oh yeah, ASMR is always calming. Helps me fall asleep sometimes. Yeah. Other ASMR. times I get like anxious. Not. Sometimes, I don't know if it makes me anxious, but, like, sometimes they go too in-depth with, like, a storyline or something. I'm like, this is, like, too distracting. Go away. Oh, yeah, I hate when they talk. Or I hate when they have a storyline. Yeah, it's just, like, just give me the noises. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, my boyfriend thinks ASMR is really weird. (laughs) You know, I've noticed a lot of guys feel similarly. Like, because they're afraid. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know either. But regardless, um, I do love ASMR, but... 
honestly, no real updates online. I wish I had something fun to talk about. There's a grad party happening the same weekend that, you know, you're going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. That makes it sound like we're, like, Charmina's going to a super spreader and I'm going to a super spreader, but I promise. I don't know if Charmina's going to the party, and my event is not a super spreader event. Yeah, your event is not a super spreader, but with the Delta variant, I'm not... What grad party? I don't know. This girl's having a grad party for her high school. Like, she graduated high school, and now How she's... do you know her. in high school? I don't know. With my mom's friends. Oh, but... oh, oh, okay. Where are you going to go? Are you no, scared? I don't yeah. think I want to go. My mom's like, we should go, and I'm like, for what? For who? For why? I think moms are just, in particular, moms who are nurses are just over it. But it's just like, Queen, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's been my week in really considering whether I want to live or die. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll probably be fine, but I just am afraid of, I just really don't want COVID again. Such yeah. as such, we were saying, it's such a hassle to have to deal with. And then, of course, if you are interacting with people who don't have the vaccine, then you could, like, literally kill them. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, look, we all have to stay in for that for everybody that's not getting vaccinated, but I don't want to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, let's get down to beauty craze. So you said yeah. aloe vera for aloe you. Aloe vera, yes. I've, I have a bottle I got from, like, Albertsons, like, three years ago that is actually finally running out. But I have to say, aloe vera, I can really attest to it. I have done so many things with aloe vera. So, first of all, obviously, sunburn is what I was using it for. Um, I also have, like... Sometimes on my underarms and then like I will get like infected from shaving, which I think happens to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So my tips, this is how I fixed it. First of all, you use some sort of exfoliator, usually a chemical exfoliant. I was using glycolic acid like twice a week. Nice. And then I used Neosporin on it to like get rid of any like obviously infections. I don't know if you're supposed to overuse Neosporin, but whatever. Okay, I'm not a doctor, that's what I did. And then aloe vera to moisturize. So that helped a lot. Aloe vera is just very calming and very, like, it's an, it obviously, like, helps redness and irritation. Uh, I feel like you when I'm talking about this, but I, I promise it does. And then also when I had that giant bug bite, like, several months ago, I put aloe vera on it, and it, it helped a bit. But anyway, we love nice. aloe vera. Buy more. Maybe get a plant. Honestly, know. you should write a blog post about how to not get armpits infected from shaving. Yeah, it just seems like, I, I mean, this is just me admitting it right now. I seem gross to talk about. But yeah, I think it happens to people. I think it happens to a lot of people. Thankfully, I've had laser, so I have not mm-hmm. experienced that. But yeah, I can, I can do totally a, see why. I can do a cure-all, at least what I did to help it. And it's like been so much, like it doesn't even happen anymore. I was ashamed. Like those Aww. ads, you know, I don't want to lift my arms up, and now it's all fixed. <gasps> That's so great. Look at you. Not that I like ever have a desire to lift my arms up, I guess, in general, but... I mean, people lift their arms up when they're trying to get something from the top shelf of a grocery store, I guess it right? didn't occur to me then. It was more like in photo, like well, grad photos. They were like, oh, no, throw your thing. And I was like, I don't really... Oh, no. You had it then? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Well, that's good, I guess. I would be offended if you're like, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> On that note, what about my you? beauty craze was actually also aloe vera. <laughs> oh, really? That's fine. I've been kind of going on a little skin purge. Like, I don't want to put any facial products on my face at the moment mm-hmm. because I'm trying out an LED light therapy device. Oh, right. Hence yeah. the topic of this. Yeah, thing. yeah. So I've been on a skin purge and so I've really just been washing my face with like a very gentle like cleanser mm-hmm. from CeraVe, I think. <laughs> and then I've been putting aloe vera on my face along with some moisturizer and my skin has been looking pretty good. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I've That's broken good. out because I think I'm gonna get my period pretty soon but uh life is life periods are periods say lovey yeah uh so yeah that's really all i have for beauty crits which is really crazy because i usually have 
A lot. You didn't go. The Delta variant scared Charmaine from shopping. <laughs> is what I think has happened. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Basically, I thought I was gonna have something else to say. I guess I've really been into lashes. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Kiss Falskera fan. Okay. Did I talk about this last? I think podcast? you did mention it. I don't remember. Oh, I probably did. I'm not gonna, not gonna kill this topic any longer then. But let's get on to our podcast. Uh, so, like we said. Today we're talking about light therapy, specifically LED light and infrared light. Um, so Grace? Yeah, so started. I guess what I think a lot of people would be wondering, and maybe even before we ask what it is, like how do you get or do, what, it, what does it look like to get light therapy? And can you do it at home? I remember Neutrogena had a mask that I used that then yeah. got recalled for calling, causing a slight blindness. But yeah, <laughs> I do wear glasses now, so maybe I can sue them. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I got glasses before I got it. But um, yeah, is it like that, like a mask? Or do you have to go get treatment for it? Is it like a thing that goes over your face? What is yeah, it? Yeah, like? I mean, LED light therapy has evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there are masks out there. They literally look like um, Michael Myers Yeah, masks. they're really scary. If you want to do like a, like a monster costume for Halloween, just whip out the old Neutrogena, just don't plug it in because I don't got recall the first. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I want to do a whole other episode for blue light because it's so mm-hmm. controversial of a light. But um, yeah, but with most light therapy devices, whether it be red light, blue light, whatnot, it's, it's usually a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, even but, when you go to a spa. Well, yeah, some spas have masks, but the one I bought and what a lot of spas also have are panels. They're like mm-hmm. the tanning panels uh, that you people would use like outside. Yeah. You know, the little glass mm-hmm. thingy or mirror. Yeah. It's kind of like that, except you just put it on top of your face. Like you lay down on your back. Oh, okay. And you sort of like lay down underneath the panel. If yeah, that, if that makes sense. Kind and of. you wear do you wear the little goggles? I do wear goggles because it can harm your eyes. Your mm-hmm. eyes are really sensitive to light. It absorbs light very fast. Yeah. Um, and it is the red light specifically is a visible light range, and you don't mm-hmm. want to like burn your. And it's eyes. quite literally like a red light, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do put on goggles, and I make sure my eyes are fully protected because they are the most important part of my life. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, to have around <laughs> yeah but yeah that's how I've been doing light therapy okay so now let's kind of dial back to like first of all so I have a two-part question here exactly so first of all and you can kind of answer this one however you see fit first of all like what is the so like you can give it maybe a short explainer on like light its properties what is red light in particular and then how does it fix your skin yeah or interact with your skin, I guess. So, um, light therapy is really interesting because it uses light, and we all know what that is. We go outside, and there's sunlight. Yeah, we've actually warned you against light pretty much yeah. in every episode. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we have light bulbs and whatnot. And so, whenever we're talking about light in normal day-to-day life, is it's the visible range, which mm-hmm. is like, which is like the light. It's like basically, if you see color, you're seeing light in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Because there are cells in your eyes that take in certain wavelengths, mm-hmm. and then they translate that into your brain, and your brain's like, oh, that wavelength is blue, and that wavelength is green. Oh, it's so trippy. Colors, like, the way that we see is so bizarre to me, because you're never, it's like your brain is, like, reflecting the images in your eye. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. Basically, Light is just wavelengths. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know what wavelengths are, they're basically like waves of the ocean, right? That's what they look like. They go Except up and down. they're 
light. Yeah, except they're made of photons. Not real, but they are real. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, light is an interesting topic, and you will learn about it at some point in your school life. And if you didn't, just understand that we live in light. It's very complicated. <laughs> Here, before you continue, has anyone ever thought that, like, so we could look at a color, like the flowers that Charmaine and I have in front of me are purple. Yeah. I think you can agree they're purple. Yeah. How can we ever guarantee that we are seeing the same color? And not just your purple is different from my purple. Yeah, I mean, we can't really guarantee it unless we have probes in our brain and yeah. we somehow are able to, like... Trippy. Anyway, yeah. go on with your... Yeah, no, but it's really interesting. So, mm-hmm. um... That's what light is, um, and so and we cannot see all forms of light mm-hmm. and all forms of radiation and wavelengths and whatnot. Yeah, we can only see the visible spectrum, which is between three eighty to seven hundred nanometers. Mm-hmm. Um, anything above that or below that is not visible. Yeah, and I mean there are certain things that are not visible, like like radio waves. Like you can't see different like kiss fm's radio station mm-hmm. waves going on in the air like we just don't see that yeah but it's there and it's very much alive so and well weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah um on that case what is led light therapy uh or led therapy i made the mistake myself but what i wanted to say is most people call it light therapy yeah because led is basically light okay of a certain range yeah um it could be blue light red light yellow orange whatever Mm-hmm. There are many forms of light. It can be all of those things okay. or just one of those things. Um, it doesn't have UV rays like the sun rays. Good. So it shouldn't harm your skin and it shouldn't cause DNA damage. And the reason I say that is because there still needs to be more research done on LED lights and mm-hmm. lights in general and how it affects your skin. But current data and preliminary data, not preliminary, but very much well-studied published data shows that it doesn't cause harm. There's always that maybe if we do more research and have more longitudinal data, we'll find something else. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of, so like red light, is it, so say I buy like a light, like, is it literally just red light or is it somehow different, significantly different? I know you said it doesn't have UV rays, but like, is it just yeah. light that is colored red? Honestly, it could be. Like a, so, I guess maybe this is gonna sound silly. So maybe this is wrong because maybe my understanding of, of like the car lights, for example, you know, like uh, like uh, the green, yellow, red light. So in that case, it, it seems that the the bulb that the light is going through is red. Would that be the equivalent of red light therapy, or is it different? Yeah. So red light. So red light is literally red light, right? Mm-hmm. But there's different wavelengths. Okay. So red light can be like. 680 and red light could also be 750 mm-hmm. nanometers in wavelength and don't get too like stuck up on the numbers they're just numbers but the point is red light has multiple wavelengths and with red light therapy they're usually using a specific wavelength which is like 680 nanometers. so how do you isolate a wavelength you know i feel like that's a very sign maybe that's, that's too maybe you, we're going beyond oh no i mean i'm sure you can isolate a wavelength or how do you like to have like oh this this light is this wavelength versus this light? Yeah, I mean, I think it has to do with the properties of the bulb and like the frequency. I mean, again, it's super complicated because wavelengths are made up of something called photons. It's literally the smallest one of the smallest particles that we come in contact with, mm-hmm. um, and if you generate enough energy and enough heat, you can isolate a certain wavelength. There's a whole equation behind it. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, you, you, do you guys, you guys know what E equal MC squared is? Yeah, I don't know what it means, but... Yeah, but we all see Einstein's face with that yeah. equation on top of him, like, thinking about it. That's one of the many equations that we can use to isolate um, wavelengths and the energy okay. associated with the wavelength. So, yeah. is, uh, is the color of light anyway associated with, like, the temperature of light? Like, I'm thinking of when you turn on the stove and the fire that comes out is blue. Or is that, is that different? That is different. I'm thinking of temperature versus... Well, that has, still has to do with energy. Like, think mm -hmm. about light as energy. Okay. So when you turn on the fire stove, there's a certain amount of energy within the gas. Mm -hmm. And so when it emits that energy... It lets out that color. It lights out that color. Which is similar yeah. to how the light... Yeah, which is similar with any light. So if you see light, you basically know that there's energy being used somehow. Okay. When things lower in energy, they emit light. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I remember that from, who knows. Well, anyway, um, so LED therapy, how is it fixing your skin? Yeah, so LED therapy is kind of interesting mm -hmm. in the sense that there's just, it's really used for anti-aging mm -hmm. and collagen repair and wrinkle repair, right? That's red light specifically because we're not talking about blue light. Yeah, okay. Um, but red light really is all about wound treatment wrinkle treatment and increasing collagen. So let's start with wounds because mm -hmm. that's kind of where a lot of the research for red light therapy started. So if you listen to the first part of this podcast, you'll know that NASA first developed it for yeah. plant growth experiments, right? And for missions in space and whatnot. That makes sense, so then something with collagen. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but then they found out that it's, for some odd reason during their experimentation, they found out that light can be used to treat wounds. Oh, it has something to do with cell growth? Yeah, 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 and I'll definitely go into that. And then the Army in the 1980s and whatnot started using it, specifically the Navy, started using it to accelerate wound healing. So when soldiers would get hurt, they would use light therapy to accelerate the healing process, and it does work. And what, what war was this again, sorry? Not the war, just in general, in general for okay. the soldiers, yeah. What year then did this kind of start happening? It seems to be that it's been really in use since the 1980s. Okay, okay. But it, it, it's highly possible that scientists have been playing it, playing around with it for a while. Like, I don't know why in my head when you said like soldiers, I pictured like World War One, like people being, nope, let's gotta whip out the. <laughs> no, I no, was no, no, sorry. No, yeah. I was talking about World War One with uh, Daniel last night. It doesn't matter. Our conversation is very riveting, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that makes more sense. 1980 seems m more plausible. Plus, you know, uh, not really space race. So I guess started earlier than that, but you have like the Soviet Union, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rush to whatever. So science. you basically were like, okay, that, that's when they use light therapy. <laughs> well, now that makes sense, right? Because yeah. obviously technology, I don't know. I don't. I didn't assume they started using it, so I asked like in 1917. But when you just said soldiers were using it to heal wounds, I was just imagining like classic soldiers in the field <laughs> being like, grab the red flashlight. <laughs> uh, that would be really interesting. But like also with light therapy, the reason why it's gained so much traction in the skincare community mm -hmm. is because for so long we have been using something called ablative light or ablative therapies. Mm -hmm. And what that means is basically there are lasers. People have been using lasers to treat wounds and treat yeah. acne, right? And these lasers, what they do, the reason they're called ablative, I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, ablative. I can look it up for you, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and the reason why they're called blade is because they basically burn your epidermis, your top layer, the topmost layer of your skin. And these laser treatments for collagen synthesis, wrinkle synthesis, wound healing is super effective. Yeah. But the downside 
is you're causing harm to the topmost layer of your skin. So there's a risk of infection, there's a risk of scarring, there's yeah. a risk of it not healing properly. There's a lot of risks associated with literally cutting the upper layer of your skin with laser. Um, in case anyone's interested with a little uh, etymology lesson, it's um, in grammar is relating to or denoting a case, especially in Latin, of nouns and pronouns indicating separation of an agent, instrument, or location. And it seems that it means the same thing regarding your face. I just Google that on Google. Uh, what are we looking up? Just the word ablative. Oh, like what okay. you're saying, like it's a separation and like a removal of the skin. Oh, it's the same way that's that used in describing a, a grammatical, I don't even know an example of this, but a grammatical phrase or usage. It's oh, okay. Thing. So now we learned a little bit of English today. We love that. Drop that in there, everyone. <laughs> yeah. This is not my, uh, my forte, but I do know, I, actually not even etymology is my forte, but there you go. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, basically these ablative lasers work really well, but they're mm -hmm. not sustainable. And especially when it comes to older individuals. Yeah. Because they need all the cell collagen. Yeah. And also get. older individuals don't properly heal all the time mm -hmm. their wounds. And so causing more wounds can be problematic. Yeah. That's what we've talked about before. Because actually with older people, you have a higher chance of surviving cancer because yeah. their cells don't multiply as much. Yeah. And that's why like light therapy specifically came into play because it was an easy way to cause cellular changes without actually burning the topmost layer of your skin. So I guess my question is, how does it cause those cellular changes? Yeah, absolutely. So unlike other forms of lights, red light is able to penetrate deep into the skin. Okay. Okay. And so once it does that, it basically activates certain parts of your cell. We mm -hmm. all know what the mitochondria is. Yes. We've spoken about it before. Everyone's on Twitter. Yeah. So it, it stimulates that. Mm -hmm. It also stimulates many growth factors that are often associated with collagen synthesis. And research has shown that it can um, inhibit like um, factors that prevent collagen synthesis. Oh, very Something cool. called MMP. So basically, what, uh, this is not specifically, oh God, I made a mistake. No, it's okay. We'll start all over. You don't have to start all over. Just It's corrections corner. You can oh. fix it. Yeah, yeah, So it, it reduces something called MMPs. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is it basically is associated with aged skin. Yeah. Not specifically collagen. I'll get into that again later. But MMP is something that's associated with aging skin and highly traumatized skin. So what, what was the mistake so, you made? Oh, I guess I, what I wanted to say is that inhibits collagen but that has nothing, nothing to do with collagen that's just a factor of aged skin yeah okay and red light therapy is able to reduce that specific protein okay very cool and so again there's there's a lot of science behind it mm -hmm. but what you really need to know is that it stimulates all the powerhouses of your of your cell to work yeah everything that's associated with protein creation with energy creation light is able to sort of give it the energy and what's really crazy the way our cells work is we get energy from the food we eat mm -hmm. but our cells can also absorb light and use light for energy similarly to plants but we're not plants obviously we yeah. can't do it fully but our cells have some capabilities that's interesting i mean this i mean it even proves with like the sunburn stuff like light does affect you on a cellular level yeah just so i mean i don't think you think about that but it does yeah whether yeah. or not it's positive or negative obviously that differs but um but like specifically to get into the science of it mm -hmm. um and how what we found yeah is that if an individual were to get red light therapy once a week for like nine weeks 
they would see a fourfold increase in collagen. Oh, wow. Which is crazy, right? I mean, again, this is research done by Lamb and his colleagues, all of which will be posted on our blog. Um, but in his research, he actually didn't necessarily see an effect on enzymes that degrade collagen. Okay. So red light therapy didn't impact those things. But mm -hmm. what it did do is it increased collagen creating enzymes. It increased their functions. Okay, so it's not destroying, it's it's adding. Yeah, it's adding. It's making more collagen essentially. Um, and so that's really interesting. I mean, there are other research that shows that it reduces things that cause collagen degradation. But mm -hmm. That's other and this research. is red light in particular then? Yes, this is red light in particular. Um, and I think, yeah, th this is red light. And also there are similar assessments with infrared, mm -hmm. but infrared does not do the work. Well, infrared is not as profound as red light. Like as in, they don't create, they don't create as much of a collagen increase okay. as red light does. And so for the red light, I know you mentioned you, you purchased, so this is something that's available to anyone. It's not just you have to go to a spa. Or is it different? Are there different like wavelengths yeah. or frequencies? No, there are definitely FDA approved ones that mm -hmm. a lot of research use. They're called opius, I think. And there's not FDA approved ones on Amazon. Okay. And I would definitely tell you to get FDA approved because they mm -hmm. specifically test the wavelength. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you get the one from Amazon, there's a chance that you're just getting some dinky, like... It, there is a chance. It's just a red light, but it's not the wavelength, whatever. It's yeah. not going to do anything. And what's really cool about red light therapy mm -hmm. that a lot of research participants have noticed is because, is well, what I meant to say is they all notice their skin's get, getting smoother and softer and less yeah. rough. And in fact, there has been a ton of research that shows that actually having red light therapy sort of brings, it reduces the roughness of your skin. Oh, wow. And it just smooths it out and makes it look nicer. And then in terms of wrinkles, it helps with wrinkles. Yeah. Also, what was really interesting that I saw is there's a skin condition where your face gets, when you get older, sometimes you'll see blood vessels mm -hmm. on the faces of older individuals, yeah. like on the surface of their skin. And it kind of looks yeah. like they were like punched or yeah, like, I know you know about. what I'm talking about? And so red light was able to reduce Oh, wow. That. And in Korea, in a, in a research done by Korea, the woman, they posted a picture on the research paper mm -hmm. as if it's a Twitter post. Sorry, I just say a lot of millennial stuff, I guess, posted. But what they published on the paper, mm -hmm. it was almost gone. That veiny, bloodiness of her face was almost gone. Oh, it. wow. It was insane. So, so you said this is for anti-aging. So would this be recommended basically just when you start aging for people, like not for kids maybe, but for like... Yeah, I mean, in one of the papers that I read, they show, they were saying that signs of aging start in your 20s, which I think not, a lot a lot of us think about because yeah. it's not easily visible. But you already start losing collagen around then. No. Yeah, and... That's you, us. Yeah, and you start losing something called elastin, which, yes, is basically, which is basically what gives your skin its elasticity, right? It's, it's in the word. Yeah. You start losing all of that. And so what red light therapy is... It gives your skin a little boost, mm -hmm. so it doesn't slow down as fast. So according to this paper, if you're in your 20s, you might consider using it. Okay. Um, but would you recommend doing it at home, or would you recommend going somewhere to do it? Um, I've seen a lot of facialists who just use some random dinky <laughs> red light. Great word, yeah. <laughs> I love that word. Thank I think you. you told me about it, right? Probably, I did. Um, on, from Amazon. 
-hmm. And so I'm not saying that they're not good. I bought one from Amazon too. And I've seen results in my personal opinion. I've seen like my skin get brighter. Um, so you could definitely buy from Amazon, but OPS or OPM, I think, I forgot what they're How called. How expensive are the FDA-approved ones? <laughs> like I think I saw one, or like at Sephora, and it was really expensive. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of brands have it. It's like three to $400. Um, the one I bought from Amazon worked pretty well, and I'll write a review on it on our blog. How much was that one? That was like a little over $100. Okay. So yeah. this isn't jump change then. We're talking about it's a pretty expensive treatment. Oh, yeah. So I guess there's two questions I have with that then. First, um, are there any side effects from this treatment? Is there anybody who should be using them? Is there any products you should be yeah, using Yeah, so if you're, if you're using products that absorb light and are can be toxic in the presence of light. Like vitamin C. Like vitamin C, like vitamin A. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use red light therapy. And if you do want to use red light therapy, make sure you don't use vitamin C or vitamin Mm -hmm. A that week. So your skin doesn't have built up product that it can take in and cause What will happen? Will it cause like burns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Burns can happen because what vitamin A does, it absorbs light really readily. Mm -hmm. And so that can cause like chemical reactions and redness and with red light therapy excuse me there is a possibility that you might have a little bit of redness because it is like light and light can like heat up your face but in general it there's long-term benefits is skin cancer ever a risk with this that's what i was thinking about but according to what i read because there's no uv yeah there's no uv it doesn't cause damage to your skin what it does is it creates something called a quasi wound Okay, and then it repairs it? Yeah, so what it does is it makes your skin believe there's a wound, Mm -hmm. even though there's no wound on your skin. Yeah. It basically creates that sort of non-thermal, traumatic induction of that, whatever, quasi-wound, whatever it's called. I said a lot of words that I don't know the meaning of. Oh my god. Basically what it does is it pretends like your skin has a wound, and it gets all the factors necessary to fix your skin, which includes collagen, elastin, uh, growth factors, all of that, without actually causing harm to your skin. So it doesn't affect your DNA. It just makes your cell feel like, oh, we have to fix our skin and make it nice and pretty. I think I've heard of other things doing that. I think my second question then was... Um, what are some cheaper alternatives to light therapy? Like, are there products that can kind of mimic the same result, or is it like... Ah, uh, no. Red light therapy is... It, it's The reason why it's red light therapy is because there's really no alternatives okay. to it. In fact, what a lot of people are doing is they're moving away from other forms of therapy or other forms of, like, wrinkle reduction. Mm-hmm. Like, vitamin A. So, can, would even yeah. retinol be not an equal alternative to... So, people are using it in... In place of retinol, because okay. what retinol can do sometimes... It can hurt you a lot, right? Well, it can hurt you a lot, but also it can cause, like, bacterial resistance on oh, your face. Oh, interesting. And with red light therapy, there is... Not n- that. There, you don't get bacterial resistance, necessarily. Interesting. Especially with red light, because it doesn't treat the bacteria. What it treats is everything else, like your wrinkles yeah. and whatnot. I feel like, oh my god, maybe it's because it's a Sunday and it's a tiring day. I haven't gone into, like, specific research, but I did so much of it. Yeah, do you want to say some, maybe some of the, I was looking over the research you did, some of the results, and even the, the study with the LED light therapy, yeah. photo-aging, yeah, maybe yeah. just some, some statistics and percentage points of the results people saw. Yeah, so in a study of people going through LED light therapy, and this was like a nine-week program, uh, once a week sort of situation, mm-hmm. and over half of the participants basically 
had improvement in their photo aging score. Wow. And there is a baseline way that dermatologists rate your skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like they give you a one or a two based on how aged your skin is. Yeah. And basically more than 50% saw about a quarter of an improvement in terms mm-hmm. of score, which is not bad, right? It's just light. So the fact that a lot of people are seeing improvements is great. Also, there was um, indications that it's really, it works really well on softening the wrinkles around your eyes. Oh. I don't know why, maybe because the thinnest uh, How does it skin, go near your eyes? Um, but you have goggles on, but like yeah, not like on the, the. I know the yeah. goggles you're talking. Okay. Yeah, they're like tiny goggles that you put right they above your eyes. They look very silly. Yeah, they do. They look kind of funny, but but your wrinkles on your eyes respond better than the ones around your lips for hmm, some reason. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's very odd, but I don't know why. Or your nose specifically, maybe because the light can't go in as readily as opposed know. to your eyes. I don't it's know. It's easier to protect. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's less. I don't yeah. Know, thick. So basically, that's what that study found, and. What other studies found is that, like, um, I've said this before, but this was done, it was a Korean study that, sh- that showed that 90% of participants said their skin got softer as a result of using LED light therapy, oh, wow. or red light therapy specifically, mm-hmm. and that the roughness and fine lines that they had just overall around their face reduced, which was crazy, and this was a four-week treatment, and the participants only went twice a week to get their red light therapy which i think is super duper 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 cool wow that's yeah that's impressive and so um i, I do have another question actually that's maybe a little less uh study based so let me stop you for a moment can you mix red light with blue light or with infrared light or whatever yeah so you can actually do red and blue light therapy and it works synergistically okay. so there was a lot of research done with blue light therapy and people saw improvements in their acne, but they had other forms of inflammation like redness. Yeah, and then that's where the red light came in. And that's where the red light came in. So the red light came in to soothe that inflammation. Mm-hmm. Can you and, do it at the same time? Um, that would be purple light at that point. So people have used purple light. So right? is purple light a combination of those two things, or is yeah. it less effective than using You know, I haven't really done research with that, but what purple light is, is basically blue light and red light wavelengths. So your skin mm-hmm. is getting both wavelengths at the same time, okay. as think, opposed to them separately. And I can only think that that's okay. I think that's what the Neutrogena one was. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But um, you have to protect your eyes whenever you're doing light therapy. So the fact that they didn't do that for their... <laughs> Oops. Oopsie doopsie. Yeah, but it's, it's really cool. Um, and the thing with red light... So... With blue light specifically, it isn't. It actually causes an increase in melanin production. So you mm. haven't. So what that means Interesting. is, you can get if you have acne and you have scars. That scar can be heightened or like. Really. Yeah. However, however, when you mix it with red light, so with these particular research papers, they'll give you some blue light and then red light. And what red light does is it decreases your melanin. So much so that it cancels out the effect of the blue light yeah. melanin like increase, mm-hmm. and so then your face, then you know, red light is actually treating your hyperpigmentation as well. Oh, that's cool. And that's why I think a lot of patients or a lot of researchers who get participants find that they say their skin looks brighter and softer mm-hmm. because red light is able to reduce melanin on your skin. 
And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know people might get freaked out by that, but sometimes melanin is just overproduced on your skin. And especially if you're using blue light therapy, which does cause an upregulation of your mm-hmm. melanin, you do want something canceling that out so you yeah. don't pigment. Or azelaic acid. Yeah, good for you. Throw back to last, so last time. I know, I know. It's, it's, I mean, that it's doesn't, amazing. Um, so is, related. is there anyone that shouldn't be using red light? I mean, besides like small children who don't have wrinkles. You know, I don't know. I, I There wasn't specifically anyone that they said couldn't use if it. If you had very sensitive skin, would it be good? It doesn't, it doesn't harm sensitive skin. Okay. You just don't want light. You don't want to use um, topical ingredients that are cytotoxic yeah. in the presence of light. Because it seems like people aren't, unless you have that weird disease where you're like allergic to sunlight, it seems like people aren't really allergic to light. It's yeah. not, yeah. Oh my God, now that you talk about sunlight, I totally forgot this. Yes, go on. But if you guys don't know this, <laughs> apparently going under the sun helps with acne and reducing acne. Right? I've actually noticed that when I go to the beach. Really? Like, it'll, if I have. I think it also might be sun and salt water. Yeah. Because I think salt water, like in some ways, is probably not great for your skin, but also it's kind of, what, what's the word? Like stripping? Stripping, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or it's like exfoliating me. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, with the sand and all of that. And the salt. Um, yeah, I'll notice like if I have like a, ble- like, a, like a blemish, afterwards like it'll sometimes go away. Yeah, but there is better. a scientific basis for that. Sunlight does actually reduce acne. And sunlight does have like, es- like blue light in it. Oh. Which is interesting. Still wear sunscreen, but yeah, but yeah, that's you still can wear. You still definitely should wear sunscreen. But the reason I bring that up is because it's great to be out in the sun, but you can also get sunburnt. Yeah, and this is where red light comes in. People who are sunburnt and get red light therapy afterwards for a mm-hmm. few days on end will actually have their sunburn heal much faster than those who had not had red light therapy and it goes back to the wound healing idea where red light is amazing for wound healing in fact people who had like second third degree burns like intense burns a lot of doctors might use red light therapy alongside all the other treatments they're getting to sort of heal faster heal their wounds faster which is phenomenal i mean and unexpected because you're like fighting light with light yeah and i think if we were to come back to the topic on who should and should not use it Mm -hmm. if you did get sunburned on your face and you wanted to heal a little faster getting a red light therapy might really really work for you wow i mean or on your scalp (laughs) yeah red light hat you know, I didn't do research on this too much, but a lot of people have been using red light therapy to stimulate their scalp and cause hair growth. Oh. In fact, there's a lot of products out there, FDA That makes approved. sense for talking about, like, cell reproduction and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's amazing what red light can do. And yeah. It, and if we go into the research and nitty-gritty, it becomes, like, a lot of information. But in short, every single research paper that I read saw some sort of benefit. Good. In terms of their cells producing more good mm-hmm. stuff essentially i will say that red light can sometimes um cause certain inflammatory oh i proteins. thought it wasn't supposed to do that well it does that to create that quasi right like wound healing idea well like it gives your skin the like it makes your skin feel like there's mm-hmm. a wound and the specific molecules that come to the skin the, the molecules like interleukin yeah i've i've read a lot of papers throughout my time doing this podcast that are associated with cancer that's what i'm saying because with yeah. the with the because not even skin cancer like you're saying that's not uv rays but anything that is stimulating cell growth 
would concern me in terms of yeah. cancer. Yeah, so I found that really interesting that those proteins were in these papers and they didn't specifically acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But as I was going through Google, there were papers that showed that red light therapy can help with cancer. Okay. I'm guessing it's using a completely different mechanism. Okay. Because the the mechanism that red light uses to stimulate growth on your skin mm-hmm. and collagen production yeah. is the di- is different than azelaic acid which is different from retinoic acid. Yeah, because it's a light. Which is different from glycolic acid. All of these acids, in addition to the light, yeah. have different mechanisms through which they cause cellular production and production of growth factors. Okay. And I think that's where we have to make the differentiation. I think that's where also the scientists assumed that I was able to make that differentiation while I was reading, yeah. was that it's using a completely different mechanism. Okay, makes yeah. sense. All right, is there any other stuff you wanted to add? Maybe more... Uh, studies or anything I forgot to ask you know no I think that's it I think in general red light therapy is amazing Mm -hmm. I definitely think that we should do more research and there's more room for research yeah but in general all the research that I've read so far has been super effective Mm -hmm. and I personally use it when I want just my skin to look a little brighter and to look a little better and I think it really works I genuinely enjoy it good yeah yeah so i mean it's also it's an, a testament to like skincare isn't just serums and creams it's it's light it's whatever yeah and, and then, it's medical too oh absolutely the, i mean almost all skincare started with medicine somehow yeah which i think is crazy right or plants on mars <laughs> or plants on mars whatever yeah but again um i will get into the sort of nitty-gritties of the research papers in the blog mm-hmm. because it's it's a lot of data yeah and charmian also usually adds um the best way to implement the things into your beauty regime so look out for that as well oh yeah and you know i actually did want to add if you yes. are considering red light therapy and you do buy it for yourself i would recommend not putting anything on your face and just going underneath the light and letting the light do its thing should you wash your face first oh yes definitely and i f- thank you for bringing that up all mm-hmm. On, in a lot of the papers that I read, it said that sometimes dirt and other stuff on your face can hinder the light from penetrating your skin. Makes sense. So when you do do red light therapy, make sure your face is nicely cleaned. I don't want you stripping your face and exfoliating it to death because light, anything that you're doing to your skin can be irritating. Mm-hmm. Get a gentle cleanser, cleanse your face, maybe put a super gentle toner, and that's it. You don't want to put anything on your face. You just want the light to do its thing. Yeah yeah cool all right well thanks for explaining that i guess now we go on to our uh our diy our diy yeah system sorry i forgot the name of that segment <laughs> yeah so i the diy for today is gonna be flaxseed gel who do you know what, that is i know what flaxseeds are and i know what gel is and i can put two and two together yeah, but yeah. so flaxseeds are super high on omega-3s mm-hmm. and it's super i guess the fats of that are really good for your hair and for hair growth oh. so on the topic of hair yeah. what you can do is get a fourth of a cup of flaxseeds two cups of water boil it and when you boil it you'll notice the flax like weird right yeah it gets jelly it yeah gets jelly i noticed that yeah and so what you could do is you can get a strainer strain the gel out or get like a cheesecloth. Mm-hmm. The longer you boil, excuse me, that noise. The longer you boil it, the more gel-like it gets. Interesting. I have this very weird memory. I, I don't even know. I feel like we had a bag of flax seeds when I was a kid, and I also feel like I like put them in water. I don't really know what we're talking about. Like, 
how it's I just have this like idea of like the sensation of like eating like flax seeds in water. Yeah. I mean it kinda looks like chia seeds, but not really. Chia seeds doesn't create the gel. You know what I think used to happen? Sorry, this is a little off topic. Yeah. I think I put them in cups and like <laughs> eat it. Like drink it sort of because they're so small and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, they get really like weird when they're wet. It's interesting. Yeah. So basically flax seeds, mm-hmm. they're a great way to stimulate hair growth and to just make your hair look nice and shiny. I sometimes use it on my hair when it's curly. If you're a curly girl, you can use it as like gel for your hair and it works. Oh, very cool. Not equally as good as like what you get over the store, but it look, works pretty well. But if you want to stimulate hair growth, really in a very cheap manner because we all know how much Olaplex costs. We all know how much all those other hair growth serums cost. Yeah. If you want a cheap at-home serum, I'd recommend getting some flax seeds, putting it on your scalp, using it as conditioner even, and seeing how that works. And flax seeds can be used before taking a shower or after taking a shower. It does not make your hair sticky. Is it like a leave-in, basically? You could use it as a leave-in. I personally use it as a leave-in. Because like it's an overnight, or you just kind of, if you take a shower in the morning, you just wear that for the rest of the day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's basically like a nice slimy leave-in that dries, that dries and doesn't get sticky. Cool, and you just boil them and then pour it in a thing. Yeah, and... yeah, and put it on your scalp. If, it, when I put it on my scalp is when I'm going to take a shower right after. Okay. But when I'm out and about and I just want nice smooth hair. Run it through your hair. Yeah, I run it through my hair. Okay. But that is my DIY for today, Great. Grace. And you just get those through a health food store usually? Yeah, I mean, they sell it everywhere. Flax seeds is so widely available in the U.S. Yeah, could you use flaxseed oil? You, it'll be oily. Your hair, yeah, but like I guess it's a scalp yeah, treatment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, ha- it still has omega threes. It has mm-hmm. wonderful vitamins and minerals that you can put on your scalp. Cool. But I do not want maybe oil don't put oil in your face <laughs> and your hair. Yeah. Yeah, and also a lot of people use flaxseed gel on their skin, similar to aloe, but. Mm. Aloe is healing. Flaxseed isn't necessarily healing. It's more like a nutrient giver. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's basically it today, Dermatures. So I hope you learned a little bit about the science behind red light therapy because I certainly did and it was super interesting. And hopefully you're, you are able to make more informed decisions on whether you should incorporate it into your skincare routine. Yeah, and as usual, if you want to read a summarized version of the podcast or share with someone else, feel free to visit our website at thenaturaldialogue.com where we post articles and all things science and skincare. If you'd like to get to know us more personally or would like to see our faces and our quirks, make sure you visit our TikTok and our Instagram at The Natural Dialogue. Yeah, and uh, have a beautiful rest of your days, Armatures. Bye. Bye. Natural Dialogue is a podcast created, written, and produced by Charmaine Shinor and Grace Wood. Find us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud at The Natural Dialogue.